This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. I was playing a fair game of Magic. <laughs> well, kind of fair. I mean, with all my bombs. <laughs> yeah. I was crushing him with my bombs, and then a miracle happened, and then another one. So, yeah, it's very sweet. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> and now, the AT. Buenos dias, everyone, and welcome to episode Ocho's Trace of the A-Team. I'm KYT, joined by Jose Medina and Scott Hola. McCallum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are also joined today by Chris Boozer, who double-top-aided, uh, I think it was two weeks ago in Birmingham, um, the Star City Games Open. Say hi, Chris. Hi. How's everybody doing? Woo. Awesome. What's up, double top eater? You know, John, that actually makes him like twice as good as you. At least. At least. <laughs> Chris, have you ever Chris, have you ever devastating forced your own Titan away? Dude, it's destructive force. Get Sorry, I don't even know what that card does. <laughs> You're gonna troll do it right. Uh I have wildfired away a magnet Oh, though. see, I like this guy already. I like this guy already. <laughs> um, nice. You guys could be essays. Uh, so I'm going to StarCityGames.com right now, so I can see what decks this homeboy ran. Don't tell me. Oh, I, uh, I was just gonna ask him. Fuck. Don't, don't do so, it. So, Chris, so you uh, you had a good time in Birmingham, obviously with with double top eights, like crazy, crazy finish. Um, right decks for the right tournament? Are you just like? I mean, you're you're a moto grinder under the handle of Hyper, right? No, no, no. Hyper, uh, Hyper is pretty awesome. Um, he always picks pretty awesome decks, but uh. I don't know, for the standard portion, I'm pretty sure I had the best deck. Um, for the legacy portion, uh, my friend Andrew Snyder, I was just committed to playing whatever he played, and uh, he's the guy I lost in the finals, and I mean, that was just an awesome deck for that tournament, too. Nice. Okay, so in standard, you ended up playing a, uh, an Esper Tokens list that I think was close to what Jerry and Brad were running, um, maybe off a few cards. You want to talk about it real quick? Uh, sure. Um, it, it's, it's was really what uh what Hyper had been playing. Um, I changed maybe two or three cards. Intangible virtue with uh lingering souls or not haunting just put you so far ahead, and uh and then uh you also have like the typical Delver draw of like Delver Mana League, Favor Snag. So what what were you playing like 
what were you playing your hauntings in for? And like, what did you take out for those from the traditional Esper tokens list? Um, I'm not really sure to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I the it, the list didn't play um, Draw Skull Captain or Phantasmal Image, so I, I guess wow. those are what uh, take up those it, slots. It's the probes, right? That's crazy. Because yeah. Cap- Captain is being replaced by Virtue, right? Right. And uh, and then uh, I think there's no probes, so so yeah, I would assume it's the probes that got replaced. And yeah. Then, like, no images. Yeah, no. The images are on the sideboard. Yeah. Um, as far as the probes go, um, I had two thought scours, and they kind of underperformed all day. Um, they don't really do anything unless you flip lingering souls. Uh, they probably should have just been probes. But mm, that's good tech. Here's here's the question I have for you, since you're obviously an expert Delver player, playing Delver, <laughs> playing Delver in uh, in Standard, right, and then kicking ass with Delver in Legacy. I just looked that up. I sound smart though. <laughs> so so you're an expert Delver player. In would you all say of... would you say Chris that you're an expert Delver player? Uh, I'm I'm above average. Okay. Uh, all right. He's he's but not, not obviously expert. he's not obviously going to say this. Okay, but. If he wasn't modest, he would totally own up to being an expert. You don't right. know this guy. What if he's hey, not modest? I could read people, all right? Okay. <laughs> I'm good at dealing with people. You're just terrible at making points, though. Why don't you get to it? Hey, I think people like my lingering yeah, We're all waiting discussion. here. Yeah. Chatty, okay, so the point chatty, I'm trying to make. As it is. First of all, before I get to the point. Um, <laughs> how many rounds of magic would you say you played between the legacy and standard tournaments uh, like both days or yeah the combined number of rounds um standard was uh nine rounds and then i lost in the first round top eight uh one draw so i played nine rounds and for legacy, buys no no buys Fucking cheap. Um, Legacy was, uh, it was eight rounds. It was seven or eight rounds. Um, I had a draw, but it was unintentional. Mm-hmm. And so I played every round and then the three rounds in the top eight. So you played about 20 rounds or more of magic, right? About, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in those 20 rounds of magic, <laughs> Did you ever? Wait for it. Did you? Did you ever? Brace yourself. Did you ever sideboard out your Delvers? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't play the right matchups for that to be relevant. Second day. um, So, so it's actually really funny because I know I I think Jun quoted, but we've obviously got this long-standing troll about Jay siding out his Delvers. And, uh, you know, because in some matchups, they're just bad. No, you guys are totally reasonable. Well, when I played against uh, Jerry, um, he was playing Esper Tokens. Yeah. Uh-huh. probably should have boarded out my Delvers in that matchup. Well, I, well he did, didn't he? Uh, Jerry did, yes. Uh-huh. Um, would you call him an expert Delver player? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I would call him an expert. Just a who, won, who won? Did you beat Jerry? Yeah, I beat Jerry. All right, so it's irrelevant. I mean, with he boarded Del- out his Delvers, with, but he lost. Del- 
And against Jerry in game three, um, I turned one Delver, it flipped, and then I like mana leaked everything he played, more oh. or less. Like, that is why you don't board your Delvers out. That is uh, why, right there. At the end. We don't know anything <laughs> about that match, okay? Only Chris does, and he's saying he's just above average. So I think that it's inconclusive. At best, it's just inconclusive. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys say that Jerry is the Delver expert. He got run over by Chris <laughs> over here because Chris didn't take his Delvers out. Well, that's we don't know that for sure. What if we what, do? Because guys, game are we, three, are we really Delver and killed him. Are we him. really gonna make this entire episode about fucking sideboarding out? <laughs> Can we, can we please, again? I'm done. I'm done. I'm happy. Okay. You guys All are right, just good. trying to do something. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. So we, Chris, totally, we totally brought that up. Chris, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a data entry clerk for um, a local hospital. And how do you uh, like that? Uh, it's it's okay. Um, the drive down there kind of sucks. Uh, I live in Atlanta, and uh, traffic here is pretty bad. And, like, but, uh, would you say that on average you have, like, five to ten angry tweets about your job a day? <laughs> uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> okay. I just want to establish the really calm, collected Chris Boozer is actually tra- insane. Are you trying to assassinate his character? No, no. <laughs> I it sometimes he acts without this calm, cool, and collected mannerisms that he's displaying now. That's all. Well, you know, my, my internet persona is a little bit different than my real-life persona. So. Similar to Dr. <laughs> Jeebus. Is it possible that you are Dr. Jeebus? I'm not Dr. Jeebus. I I saw that, the <laughs> drama about that a little bit. I have no idea what all that's about. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad we know who that guy is now. I missed this entire day on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> Uh, okay, long story short, yeah. somebody was crusading to figure out who Dr. Jeebus was. I don't know why. Who cares, it right? It was yeah. Sticks. Yeah, well, so, okay, Deeple Sticks was like, who is Dr. Jeebus? We don't know. I've got to find out. And so he found out. And then he, uh, Smitty, our beloved Smitty, uh, posted, he posted Dr. Jeebus' Facebook. Yeah, and then and then you go over there and look, and he's a huge geek, and we all laughed, and we're like, ah, look, it's Jeebus. Also, like, just an FYI for you, but like, I didn't I didn't realize that it was still a secret who Doctor Jeebus was because he's been advertising on his Twitter forever that we should all go follow him on Facebook. Oh, I don't I don't follow him. I actually have him blocked, so I would never see that. That Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The, the thing is, is like, there's one person ever that I've ever blocked on Twitter among all Jeebus? of the trolls. Yep. Really? And it's Jeebus. Really? It's Jeebus because, yeah, because he, he's wow. like, first of all, he just says stupid, inane things, and he's really relentless about it. So, like, he'll start filling up my feed with, like, first of all, I unfollowed him. And then right. I was like, oh, yeah, silence, nice. So then he just started adding me, like, over and over again, saying stupid stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just going to block him because I don't want to have my feed filled up with Jeebus all day. Right. All Jeebus all the time. I don't, I don't all know Jeebus all the time. <laughs> it's been the record number of times that we've given in, you know, unintentional Jeebus shout-outs. Never. <laughs> we've actually yeah. never mentioned We're, him on the show before. Never really done it. 
And now it's really long. Yeah. Okay. Well, back on the back on the Chris. Back on the Chris. You you wrecked it. You wrecked everything, John. You're just a ruiner. A ruiner. Uh, ruiner. You ruined it. You ruined a scab it. ruiner. So, <laughs> so how long have you been playing Magic, Chris? Tell us about that. Uh, I started playing Magic when I was 15. And you're like, um, what, 40 now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to be 28 this year. Um, oh, wow, and you're barely twice as good as me? Holy smokes, dude. <laughs> twice as big words. I mean, uh, I've got like a GP puppy, too. So, I mean, that's got to count for something, right? Yeah, All right, like, three times as good as me. Three <laughs> that's times. at least three and a half. It's a GP. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, you uh, did you go to a pre-release this weekend, Chris? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I played in uh, three flights and a uh, two-headed giant. Nice. So, uh, did you open anything sweet? No. Right. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I guess that's not true. In two-headed giant, we uh, we had bonfire the damned. Uh, Oof. That was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> that's kind of sweet, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's a card. <laughs> Wait, nice. in two at a giant, you only kill one half of their creatures, right? Yeah, you you pick a player, uh, hit hit all their creatures and them. Yeah, and then while well, the player, do you have to like round the life total half, or is it just on their life total? It's just on their life total. Yeah. So I guess it isn't as good. It isn't as good as entreat the angels in that matchup. Yeah, I imagine that, good. that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, how'd you do in your three flights? Did you did you win any? Did you bomb out? How'd they go for you? Um, the first one I went two two. Uh, that deck was actually insane. Like, I had a bunch of bombing flying angels. Uh, second one I went three one, and the uh, the last one I went four zero, only playing like one rare. But that deck was pretty insane too. What was it? It was a blue-green Sylvan deck. Uh, and I just had like a ton of guys with Sylvan. Nice. So the make, the, how'd you feel about the mechanic overall? Like over the course of the weekend, did you feel like it was like it's it's going to be you know potentially defining in standard, or is it just like going to define the limited set and that's you know it's good, but that's as far as it goes, or is it shit? You tell me. Uh, it, it's definitely awesome and limited. Um, like pairing uh, pairing two guys. As with Sylvan with each other is like pretty insane. Uh, for standard, it's really like, strong, right? Like, yeah, 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 like the three drop that like uh, gives plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. Like if you green pair right, those yeah. with each other, they're four fours for three, which is not bad. It's crazy. Well, yeah. it's pretty big in the set, right? Like, I mean, if if you're not talking about a green guy, that's that's pretty right. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of like X ones. Um. Like Silverblade Paladin, I think that's the guy that gives double strike. Um, yeah, yeah double, that'll double strike for three. Play. Uh, I mean, that card's really good. Uh, I don't know if like any of the other ones are like really constructed playable, um, but I, I haven't tested like a whole lot yet. Gotcha. So, what was the uh, like the 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 most in the most like dominating card you played against during all of those fights? The uh, the red white angel. Uh, that card's like unbeatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that card's better or worse than the hexproof green white angel? Uh, I I had the green white hexproof one playing against the red white one, and like it's not close. The red white one's so much better. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> wow, really? That's crazy. Well, well, well the red white one's like a ten ten, right? And then it I like guess, furnace, yeah. yeah, furnace of wraths here. You know, it's it's yeah, insane. and it makes his five five a three three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I bo- I even like boarded in Deathwind. 
against him. Um, <laughs> like that's the only wow. way my green white deck could ever beat that. Yeah. And uh, he he was like a green white deck splashing red for the angel, and he had the uh, two mana give your guy hex proof, and so I just kept one out. <laughs> oh my god! That's wow, blowout. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I found that uh, the people that were winning our flights obviously had her in them as well. Like, there were two of them that were opened, and they were, like, both of them in the top three. Not close. The card is insane. Yeah. And, and the format's, like, pretty slow. So, I mean, you're pretty much always going to be able to cast her. It's not like you're going to be dead before you get to the mana. See, I, I, have to, I have to, like, strictly disagree with you, sir. So the, the format is really slow with the exception of the red-white human deck. Because, mm, like, sure. it, like, because, and that's ended up, I played a flight on the weekend, and that's what I ended up getting. Like, I didn't open anything that was really any good. Um, I analyzed my pool afterwards, and I probably could have played a blue-black grindy, like, demon deck with infinite reflection and uh, the crypt, anyways, the 3-5 that steals guys when he kills them. Mm-hmm. But I ended up running a, like, just a red-white. I opened up uh, uh, um, the Blink Angel, Restoration Angel. And what was my other rare? And uh, the Wheel of Fortune Miracle. But I had like triple fervent Cathars, which is the two one haste that uh, falters a guy. And I oh, had really good. two yeah. cloud shifts. And I had uh, I had a, like a really sweet curve of humans that ran out. I was like one or two of the humans matters cards away, probably from four owing. Ended up going or from five owing. Ended up going three two. Um, but like we got to the point where. It just if they drop like the lifelink angel for example like the two four like the lifelink drake in right. common there's yeah. just it's it's almost impossible right if you're if you didn't have like the nut start to get out then it was it was just really tough but that deck was so fast like i there was just so many times from like turn 5 you're dead like turn 4 you're at 2 you know um is really really sweet and uh, i feel like it's like when draft comes along with you know triple Avison, like that's going to be a deck. It will be a sick, sick deck. Yeah, the draft. I mean, the draft is uh, typically always going to be faster and skilled though too. Uh, but I mean, it sounds like your pool is pretty insane. Like the Falter guy's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy's insane too. Yeah, and then like, and I had the two five Vigilance guy from Soul Bond, which was fine. I had the first strike Soul Bond guy in red, which was also really good. I think that uh, guy's worse than. I think he is. I used to think he was, like, super insane. Which one, the first strike or the... First strike guy, yeah, the first strike guy. But then what happened is, like, he just never ended up being insane. He always just ended up being mediocre. Yeah, so I found that, like, the the format is defined by, like, uh, two twos and X ones. Yeah. Right? Like, most most of that is. And, like, anything that's over and above, you know, two, like, that seems to be the magic number in this set. Sort of like World Wakos, right? Uh, yeah. Anything above that is good. Yeah, that's true. Right, so you get a lot of the blood. That's why your your soul bond guys for two two that become three threes or four fours. Oh man, like, those guys that's are... why they're so insane, right? Because that's basically crazy. everything's X two. Yeah, I, I played against the kid with uh, the the soul bond that gives a fire breathing. Yeah, I had. Yeah, he was amazing too. Yeah, he's oh, really. He's sick. I thought that guy was bad. Well, Is he, he not was bad. He was playing it with that stupid dragon that has haste. And goes back oh, to your God, hand. Yeah, that's... yeah. So he was like trying to fireball me every turn. I'm just like shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. it was real annoying. I had yeah. I had a bunch of geist trappers, so I was just kind of like throwing dudes in front of it like all day long. Yeah, 
I found that I found that that guy was actually pretty good. Like in that deck, he's good, right? Because he gives, he allows your little guys to trade up, and you know he gives you know an un, an unblocked guy you know a bit more reach if needed. Um, and if you're in that deck racing, like he's he's right at home there. Plus he's a human too, so it matters. And he's a good spot on the curve at one. So he was good for me. I only had one, but he was fine. The guy, also, the other guy that was okay too, is the uh, the one red. Um, the one one that when he at, is blocked, they take a damage. Uh, yeah, that card's pretty good. The creature takes a damage, right? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But it's so only it, it's only when he's blocked. That's what I didn't like about him. It's not I, when it's not when he blocks like the dog. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at it this way: like if you're in that red deck where you're trying to race anyway, he he fit that. He was really sweet in the niche because yeah, he was able to poke in damage early. Nobody's gonna trade it. Their fucking you know X two for this guy. You're just going to take the one, take the one, take the one, which is fine, yeah. because then when you start playing Falter Knights, <laughs> yeah, like, shit, I, I should have yeah. traded with that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it was good. Uh, so, Medina, you're saying you, you also did pre-release. How'd that go for you? Um, I played, uh, I actually played pre-release. It was after FNM. So, like, I forgot my FNM hero deck. Um, How convenient. I, yeah, well, it totally sucked, actually, because I had to borrow a deck. And I didn't know, like, where I was going to get a deck from. So my buddy loaned me um, Esper Spirits. And uh, so I 4-0'd F&M with Esper Spirits. And then I went on to play an EDH game, which I pretty pretty much won. But we had to, we had to end it because uh, pre-release was starting. So we start pre-release at midnight. Okay? And um, freaking I 4-0'd my pre-release. With a really bomby pool, like I had, um, I had Dark Imposter, which mm-hmm. is the three drop that you can exile a creature for six. Fucking insane! And, and, no, and, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was gonna comment say, like, on him being I was insane. gonna say, okay, so like, not to hijack John here for just a second, but I find uh, we'll get to me, but I I fucking hate this set because there's no removal. Uh, like there's no Doom Blades, there's no fucking removal. So. I find like any any of the guys that have r- removal are just insane. Like that archer and this imposter guy. Yeah. They're just there's they're just almost impossible to beat. There is like a bone splinters, right? The the one where you stack a creature or whatever. Bas- yeah. Basically yeah. all your removal is black and red. There's yeah, there's like, almost there's no real removal in any other colors. Yeah, and like the black removal is bad uh mostly. Or not the black removal, sorry. The black cards are bad. Like Black, I think, personally, anyway, that black is the worst color in the set um, in terms of being, like, playable outside of, like, your bombs. Like, I opened double, uh, what's that, sack two creatures card? Bar- oh, Bartering blood. blood. I opened double Bartering Blood with a really strong, like, creature-filled blue-black pool and still, like, had to struggle every game. Because wow. <laughs> they're just bad. They're not as good as going, like, Turn one red guy, turn two red guy, turn three three red guys, kill you. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, John. <laughs> yeah, so my deck was, uh, it was black-green, and I was splashing. I'll get to the splash in a minute. Um, so, so but, uh, I had in green, my bomb was the Wolfier Silver Heart or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The 12-12? Yeah, that guy, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I didn't realize how good that guy was. I'm like, oh, this guy seems all right, I'll run him, you know? Holy shit, man! I, I guess like, you're shipping him into your birthing pod list, eh? Uh, I was, yeah, I was thinking about it after the pre-release because, like, 
it was uh, I was playing against like one of the more like it was like kind of an aggressive like uh, little weenie deck or whatever. So the guy hits me down to thirteen, right? So I finally get five mana, and I just played like this. Um, I had played uh, that thing that can only block reach. It's like a three three with reach. Gloom Widow. Yeah, Gloom Widow. So I had played that, and then I get to five mana. Obviously, I can't block his weenies because like I have a stupid Gloom Widow. So I'm like at thirteen life, and then I just like play that guy. First time I ever played him, I'm like, all right, hit you for seven. And then obviously he doesn't want to throw anyone under the bus, so he's like, I'll take it. Then he untaps, and then he just starts thinking, and he's like, holy shit, because, like, I have another 15 power on the board still, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, well, now I can't actually swing, because, like, next turn, I just kill him. So, yeah, it was it was insane. So, like, that's how game one went. And then game two, same thing. Like, I played that uh, black creature that when you... When something dies that from blocking it or whatever, it comes under your under your control. That's that's the one. That was my other bomb. Yeah, that I did play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I had that in my pool. He's like three five death touch, right? Not death touch, but three. Not five. death touch. You just when you get them back when they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a three five. So I was like, okay, five mana. Play that dude. Okay, he he doesn't want to swing, obviously. So then I untap, play the wolf fear again, and then hit. <laughs> And I'm like, seven you, and then he's just like, well, shit, I can't block now for sure, because, like, then he's going to get a dude. Steal all my guys. Yeah. So, like, that was the other bomb. I had the wolf fear. And then, check this out, I was splashing blue for Tamio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, like, I had a Borderland Ranger. I had a, a Peel from Reality, I think it's called, where you bounce two creatures, like one of yours and one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I had the 3-2 the that uh, draws a card when it comes in play and, and it has flying. Yep. So, like, I splashed blue for those, but mainly for Tamio, and I just kind of wanted... I wanted a couple cards that, like, if I had the blue, I'd be able to stall or, like, rebuy my Borderland Ranger so I can get the second blue for the Tamio. So, uh, so that's why I put those other two in there. So, um, did did you did you open one of the... Because uh, this is the other actually insane card. Is uh, blue three bounce two guys? No, oh, no. Fuck, I that, card, that card's the best card in the set. <laughs> <laughs> like Vapor Snag has got nothing on this card in this format. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so good in this format. Yeah. So, uh. so I felt like, uh, like the format was very skill intensive. I mean, I four would and I suck at limited. So I felt like it was very swingy. Not skill yeah. Oh, okay. not skill intensive. Oh, I yeah, thought you it's... said it was. So what, you, so what you mean is it's actually it's bomb dependent. Yeah, it's very bomb and swingy because like I was playing uh, I was playing Ben Mapes like just for practice, mm. and he had like he was running red white with all the miracles, like he just had mono miracle <laughs> dot death all the miracles, <laughs> and so so he was just like he has zero cards in his hand. I'm like kicking his ass. I have like five cards. I'm like slow rolling my Tamio right, and then he's like off the top that stupid uh, wheel of fortune. Yep. So I'm just like oh all right well there goes my Tamio. And so he draws seven, and he doesn't play anything. I I use the seven to refill the board, and then he draws his terminus. Terminus, terminus is <laughs> oh, my, my freaking board away. Starts dropping dudes and just kills me. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I was playing a fair game of magic. <laughs> well, kind of fair. I mean, with all my bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was crushing him with my bombs. <laughs> And then a miracle happened, and then another one. Well, so yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's very swingy, but uh, but I did have fun. I don't think it was skill intensive, but it was fun. And I mean, it was it was also like five in the morning, so yeah. I, I had to play. Uh, I had to play a kid who I got pared down against, 
I don't know what it is with me getting the pair down, but it's really starting to piss me off. Like, cause I don't know why I get the pair downs. I just always do. Anyways, I'm not going to rant about that. So I sit down, it's like four 30 in the morning and, uh, the kid is, is already lost. So I'm like, Hey, uh, why don't you scoot to me so I can go home? Huh. And the kid's like, no, no, three, one still prizes. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. So we play. <laughs> And my friend Ben Mapes is like, dude, let's go. I'm like, dude, like, I got to play this game. Like, I'm 3-0 right now. And this kid won't scoop to me. So, like, I we play the game. It takes, like, 35 minutes for game one. This is the kid with the dragon. It was the pumping dragon, right? So the first game takes 35 minutes. I win. And I'm like, all right, dude. Like, there's only, like, you know, whatever minutes left. But let me, like, just scoop to me and let me go home. He's like, no, man. No, we're playing it out. And I'm just like, dude, it's 4.30. I'm an old man, you know? This kid, you know, he's probably all hopped up on juju okay, beans and you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, I had to play him for the, the last game, and I, I just crushed him in, like, five minutes and uh, and then left. And, and then did you, like, rub it in his face? Well, yeah, I crushed him and rubbed it in. <laughs> and, then, and then Ben Mapes was like, dude, you're yeah. a jerk. And I'm like, dude, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. I want to get some freaking sleep. Like. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Mm-hmm. I um I have to agree with you though. Like the format does feel really fun. I had I can honestly say that I had a really good time playing in the release, uh, play playing the pre-release, and like, I was there with a lot of friends, so that helped. But like all of the decks, even though they were most like some of them were just fucking terrible because a lot of the cards are so bad. Um, I had a lot of fun, and that's all that really matters. I think it really captures that kind of anything can happen and things are scary. You know what I mean? Like this kid dropped a gristle brown gristle brands hound. Yeah. The two, two double striker. Yeah. But it also has undying. And I was just like, what? Like, this is insane, man. This thing is going to eat my dudes alive and, and then just kill me. So it's like scary. You know, it's like all these big, like beasts and monsters that could just like totally destroy you. It's just like happening to you, you know? Yeah. Obviously I drew my Tamio and was like, Oh, <laughs> not a problem anymore. <laughs> so did you did you ultimate Tamio? <laughs> no, because I couldn't because uh he had the stupid red intimidate guy. So oh, let's yeah. talk about how insane that guy is. Yeah, that guy's nuts. <laughs> I don't even know that card exists. Yeah, it's a it's a two four or two two. It's a two two for four. Uh has intimidate and whenever it hits a player, uh you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that guy good? He's good because all the red creatures suck. <laughs> yeah. It, dude. Yeah, the a, wow. a, the red creatures suck, and B, they're all sideways oh, every man, turn so anyway. Crazy. Yeah, and I, like, I have my green-black deck, right? <laughs> yeah, that and I'm guy's just like, crazy. Okay, well, now I have to use my Tammy to tap that guy down because, like, I can't actually block it. And, and then and then he got the swing with the Gristle Brown Hound because I couldn't yeah. tap it. So, yeah, it was, it was scary, man. And then I drew Dark Imposter, <laughs> and I was like, zoop, 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 zoop. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to win this game. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> so, Jay, you were saying, so A, you are sour and hate the format. B, it's the you fucking worst. Black. So, I don't, I'm, I must be bad at magic. Newsflash, newsflash, I know. But um, I don't like formats where there's no removal. Like... I just, I, and then the Doug's just gonna fucking rip me a new one for this, but he, cause he thinks there's lots of removal, but I mean like hard 
Doom Blade Lightning Bolt removal. Like, I want to fucking kill shit, for fuck's sakes. Those are corset cards, dude. And, uh, you know what else? Okay, but you've got Pillar of Flame. You have Pillar of Flame, which is Lightning Bolt. In this yeah, that's, nah, that's, that's... You also have Thunderbolt, which kills angels and bolts people. Yeah. So, the problem with this format is that... <laughs> yeah, but that's not real removal. Yeah, the, the problem with this format is that you don't, you don't get, like, you don't get lots of those. And it's not across all, all colors, like... So, first of all, there's that. Second of all... <laughs> second of all... Shut up, shut up. Format's the worst. Be quiet. <laughs> second of all, it's just whoever gets the angels just wins all the time. It's like, oh, I got this card, and I got the blinky angel twice, and I got archangel, and then I also got fucking... Like, uh, the red-white angel, and then I also got this angel, blah, blah, blah. Except for when I get the angels, because then what happens is I play all the white-blue players that have no creatures, but got, like, three defangs, and then I have to just tilt, because somehow my archangel, with a sword, deals no damage because you took its teeth out. So then I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Flavor trap. <laughs> Fucking flavor trap, for sure. Just garbage, filthy garbage. Just fucking ugh! I don't have any fun playing this format. Like I did, I did two. No, I did three pre-releases, and I did. Two, I've done two drafts so far, and just the entire time, like I've had insane pools, and they've just been like I lose to like either good players with just the same insane pools as me, or I lose to bad players who just who just play guys. That's all they're doing, and then and like every match takes like fifty minutes. Because every fucking game, each person has eight creatures on the battlefield just staring at each other, being like, Hobado. Welcome to the Mexican standoff. Yeah, and then somebody just goes like, Oh, whoa, miracle. Whoa. Oh, I have I have three of the green miracles, so I guess you lose. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck this format. Fucking garbage. See, so if I, I'm I hearing this correctly, you are not a fan of the format. Correct. You're experienced. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> See, and that's so. This is what I don't understand because I felt like there was a there was actually a a real like there was a significant lack of instant speed removal. Yeah, and if that's what you're complaining about, then that that bears clarification. Um, there's a fair share of sorcery speed removal, although it isn't balanced amongst the colors because it's yeah. trying to obey color pyro. Also, like. Also, if because it's sorcery, it like just uh -huh. literally doesn't mean anything. Because what are you gonna do? You're gonna tap out. You're gonna attack with these huge fucking guys that everyone's oh, just that's sitting that's around with. Sorcery removal actually just doesn't do anything because you go sorcery removal, tap out, attack you, get in some damage, and then they just go, yeah, untap, play another big giant fat fuck, go, and then you're like, <laughs> man, I should have just played my own giant fat fuck, but I didn't. I played a stupid removal card. It doesn't do fuck all. And then, and then he fanged all my shit. So now I have angelic walls that aren't even angels. Fuck. Yeah, but you're not losing at that yeah. point. Yeah, and then you lose because you How can't feel any damage to this guy. They also can't kill your fucking five fives with no teeth, but swords. It was fucking filthy. This is how filthy this fucking <laughs> format is. I lost. Uh huh. I had two life linking drakes, and I had the fucking spear out. Oh. And I did not you, misplay you, that game. And you can't I, lose. You can't lose with the spear. Yeah, yeah, I did. I attacked like 12 times with it, and I lost. Because he had fucking that guy that gains him three life when it comes into play, and he had a way to blink it every turn. 
So no one was attacking anyone. Last time no I checked, one, the spear no puts one four fucking, four angels. No into one the flight, fucking right? did anything, and I I basically was like, okay, attack you for four, get an angel, and then he's like, yep, blink my guy twelve times, go. Like, okay, sweet. Uh, attack you with two angels now, and he's like, yep, take it. Blink my guy twelve times, go. Oh, he had the blue Sweet. guy, which allows him unlimited Sweet. blinks. Sweet. Oh. This is a fucking wicked format where removal actually just doesn't exist. And then it's like, oh, man, sweet. I drew some removal. Bounce that guy to your hand. Nope. Nope. Just either replay him or cloud shift. Woo. Well, he could just blink the guy, right? Dead, <laughs> yeah. dead, dead guy, nav- dead, uh, dead eye well, navigator or whatever. He's, he's tapped out because he's, like, blinking 400 times, you know? Oh, okay. And you, you, you lost that game? <laughs> yeah, fucking the best format of all time. I've decided that I love this format because it tilts Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's going to be fine for draft. I think that once people start figuring out, you know, some of the archetypes that exist out there, I think you're going to see some really sweet draft decks coming out of it. I'm really looking forward to watching, you know, some of the strategies that come out at uh, at Pro Travison. It's going to be pretty sick. But I think that the sealed obviously leaves a lot to be desired because I feel like there are, I feel like there are very narrow archetypes that exist, and uh, and when you open a pool that's like a little bit of all of them, it's actually just fucking terrible. Yeah. So yeah, but I, that's why I think draft is going to be pretty sick. I really think it's going to be a fun one, and I don't play limited, so that's got to say something. Did uh, did 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 any of you happen to be fortunate enough to crack a premium hell vault? No. Oh. No. Uh, nope. We weren't one of the. What was did it, you? 60? Sixty. Sixty and thirteen hundred stores. 60 or premium something? super mega. It was it was only premium stores and it was only the cream of the premium stores. Man, and I have to buy those damn tokens for so much money right now. Twenty euro. So they're selling on eBay for fifty dollars. Right yep, now. and I'm offering twenty five cash and thirty in store credit, which is a lot for a freaking token. Yeah, but they're insane. Like, how long have like seriously? When we watch a foil white sun zenith being cast on Modo, tell me you have not wanted for foil tokens. Like, that's a thing. You cast a foil Avenger Zendikar in Commander. And your screen explodes. Foil tokens are awesome. They're so yeah, they awesome. Yeah. Anyways. It's exciting. I agree. I think they're really cool, and I want to buy them all. So probably yeah. by the time people hear this, I'm probably not going to be offering the same money that I was. You, you and JJ flipped both are insanely uh, drooling all over them. <laughs> well, I don't want them for me. I, guess. I want them for the store. Yeah, I want them to sell, damn it. That's yeah, right. I'm like... So, yeah, I mean, we had a Hell Vault, and I mean, I already knew what was in it, so that's not a big deal, I guess. Um, I don't know. I want to hear what Chris thinks about the Hell Vault, but I also, I think I've already maybe talked about the Hell Vault, but really, like, first of all, I think that it's naive for people. I've had a conversation with my good friend, uh, Jay Kirkman, who is Urte's Lament on Twitter about this, um, where he, he was actually really kind of upset with people on Twitter. Uh, in the community, basically just shitting all over the Hellball promotion, which I agree with. I don't think, like, people should just, like, all of these entitled dickheads should just not be like that all the time. Um, but I but I don't agree that just because it's something that was free, that we should, like, automatically just have the attitude of, well, it was better than nothing. You could have got nothing. 
Um, cause I actually would have preferred nothing because then I wouldn't have had to hear about it forever. And I wouldn't have also had to like pay attention to this stupid promotion. Like, Oh guys, we're going to pause the tournament to open the hell vault. Isn't this so fun for everyone? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, um, he made the, or I think I made, or maybe he made the correlation of like when the grandparents do something really nice for their, for their grandchildren, but their grandchildren are just old enough that they don't give a shit about it, but just young enough to not know not to say that. So they're like, ugh, thanks for the fucking Easter egg hunt, Grandpa. Like, I'm 15, for fuck's sakes. Who gives a shit about this garbage? That's that's not what I think we should be doing. But at the same time, like, I'm, like, I, I don't think that the attitude should be that I just accept this and I'm, like, grateful for the nothing that I got from it. Like, See, no, okay. I think the only reason that anybody is feeling this way at all about the contents of the Hell Vault is the fact that there were premium Hell Vaults. No, I didn't know about the premium Hell Vaults, and I didn't give a shit about them before. I, uh, like, I, I wish Wizards hadn't, like, made such a big deal about it, like, yeah. ahead of time. Like, we, uh, I guess we first started hearing about the Hell Vaults, like, a month or two ago, and, you know, and they're uh, just the hype. It was like, oh, it's going to be all this awesome stuff. And then it was like, oh, a, a D20, sweet. Yeah, like, and it's, it doesn't even have a Hell Vault symbol on it. It has the fucking Avacyn symbol on it. Like, yeah, but I think, like, I think that definitely you and Chris are not the target market for the Hell Vault. No, they're not. They're not at all. I agree. My yeah, son, I agree my, son was, my son was so excited to go. Yeah, of course, which is awesome. But then don't yeah. tell me that I should be excited for your son. Yeah, I, th- I think you should be. Hardwood. I think you should be, and the reason why is because it's people like Scott's son and the people who are pumped about the Hell Vault who help to keep the game afloat. No, because without those true. people, without those people, this is true. Without those no. people, we wouldn't have a game. No, the, I, I agree with you there, but I don't think that this Hell Vault D twenty, if it didn't happen, I don't think that Scott's kid would quit Magic. No, no, no. But it encourages it encourages yeah. people of like Scott does. Yeah, of yeah, course. and that you want to encourage those people. Yeah, of those course. People but, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that I should be excited about it, and that I shouldn't criticize them for for like mega marketing and making like shitty videos and and trying to to trying to get me excited. Like I, I'm. Well They're not trying to get you excited. They're trying to get they Scott's son excited. They They're not. They didn't just market this to children. They marketed it to everybody they possibly could. They marketed to the the people who are going to be excited about it, and those people were. And, like, even, like, for me, like, as, like, since I've been playing FNM Hero and stuff, anything that's free yeah, is, it's awesome. is awesome because then that helps me grow my collection. It, like, I never cared about this stuff before because I'm just like, yeah, who cares, tokens? Like, I don't care about that. I have, like, infinite cards. But people who don't have infinite cards and they get to get this stuff for free is just, like, it's totally awesome. The thing about marketing is, like, they design the marketing to target these players like my son, new players, you know, that are really, that should be really excited about it. The way that marketing works is they saturate everything around them with this message. So if you feel like you were, you know, collaterally hit by this marketing craze, you know, that let you down inevitably, like, in all fairness, man, reality check yourself. What right? I'm okay, but what I'm saying is, why is it different for me to not give a shit about this and and criticize this? But I I can't criticize all I want, like shitty dual decks. No one no one says boo about that, and those aren't marketed towards me either. And I think I never, garbage. I never heard then, you. Sh- 
like criticize shitty dual decks, or I would yeah, tell you the I, same I, exact I thing. Before. People are like, oh man, what do you guys think of whatever, this event deck? Well, event decks are stupid. They have some good cards in them, but they're not competitive for FNM. Like, we had that conversation. I even think that was an episode you guessed it on, where we talked about event decks becoming a thing and how, like, you, they're marketed to play FNM, but they're not really going to be competitive enough to play FNM for real. And, I mean, and, funny like, you should say that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, but then nobody, nobody like gets all mad and goes on like a rant about that. Like, you know what? It was sweet that they did the hell vault for all the new players, and I stand by my opinion that it was fucking stupid and a waste of time for me. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about Sesame Street video games either. I think those are a waste of time. That's fair. No, no. And you know what? Your your final little bit there kind of you know makes makes the comic cool. Where it's like I don't. I don't see why I have to give a shit about it if it's not for me. Well, it's one, thing, it's one thing to not give a shit. It's another thing to criticize. What? Like, I, I'm, totally, I'm totally down with you not giving a shit. But then when you go and criticize, it's like it's not marketed for you. Obviously, you're not going to like it. That doesn't matter. I criticize women's magazines. Those aren't marketed for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's criticizing that's, something that's, that's not, in that, in that No, no, criticizing that something, something that's not marketed for you is a waste right. of time. Here's, here's a big issue. Okay, and and I know you mentioned this earlier, and I don't want to come back, you know, because I don't want this to be all about, well, you know, the main differential between the Hellvolt promotion and things like event decks, women's magazines, or anything else, is that the Hellvolt promotion was done for free. Yeah. As a special bonus, you are not inconvenienced at all by this product, whereas... If you were to go out and spend your money on a dual deck or on a, you know, event deck and it blows monkey balls, then you have every right to be upset because you inconvenienced yourself by spending the money and getting screwed by your evaluation. Okay. The promotion is, it's a, I don't want to say like, oh, it's free, so it should always be good because there are some things that are executed poorly. Okay. And they are they end up being a really major waste of time and they end up doing more harm than good. Um I believe, and this is my opinion, and you're one hundred percent entitled to your own, which you've done a good job of making, you know, pretty clear, but I believe that in this case, their objective was to create hype around this free promotion as a thank you for people to coming out to these events and some people who obviously frequent these stores regularly and spend a fuckload of money on product got spoiled fucking rotten. A little bit jealous, not going to lie. The rich get richer, no big deal. Yeah, hey, well, you know. And, uh, you know, they executed this really well. I think that if they had um, indicated that there may be premium hell vaults prior to the event, then that may have been I don't know how like I think the existence no. of the premium hell vaults entirely kind of make this whole thing sour a little. Like well, I enjoyed the Hell Vault. It was a good experience. It was fine. It was fun. You know, we got free stuff. That's great. But then when other people get better free stuff, that's really shitty. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. I mean I'm not like I said, like I'm not super mad about that because like I'm I'm mad for my friends that didn't get it because their store level um wasn't like deemed high enough and now what's going to happen is if they do promotions like this in the future they're going to get like the shop the shop uh, looky lose right like the oh uh, you know are you guys going to pre-release yeah how many players do you normally get we normally get this many okay did you guys get a premium hell vault last time no okay 
well, I'm not going to go to your pre-release. And then even if, like, let's say Don Wiggins, the Bahuba, let's let's say even even he is like, oh no, but they said you know Wizards came out and said everybody's going to get this, and there's a you, you know everybody has the same odds of getting X Y Z. People are still going to be like, yeah, I'm still going to go to the premium store, like just in case, because I'm a Magic player and I'm the worst person on the planet. Um, and just like it's just, I just. Like for and, like, somebody that hates this game so much, not the, not the <laughs> game, not the game, the people, the community, <laughs> the people that make the game. Like, come oh, on! Oh my god! Um, you know, and and I think the other thing too is to go to John's point where he's saying it wasn't marketed for me; it was marketed for children and people who thought it was fun. And then you turn around and give those people fucking judge foils, and everybody else didn't even get anything, like literally nothing. I like I, I got like, a spin uh, down dice. That isn't different than any other spin down dice, so I literally didn't get anything there. Then I got a foil. No, I didn't get a foil token. I got a two sided token. Like, okay, sweet. That's also worth nothing. Like, not even just worth money, nothing. Just that, just literally is not. Do you know that it's worth nothing? Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, factually, I know that it is. And then. All right. And then also, um, also, you got me a giant two sided card that nobody uses because they're inconvenient. Like one on one, and like kids love that shit, but but most people don't play Somebody with that stuff me because it takes, it takes too much. No, uh, no, no. The, uh, listen, like I said, the judge foils and the hell vault in general are two totally different discussion points. I believe. Okay, the you, I mean, you just went uh, went on and said that the the big cards are used by kids and people that and are most kids. Well, that's fine. Kids and people that are starting out and people, you know, that are, are just getting into the game. Like they that's, think that stuff's cool. Generous. That's being generous. I I've played with lots of children and lots of people that are new and even they don't use the oversized. Okay. Card. And I played with lots and they do. So, yeah. so what? I'm just saying in my opinion <laughs> and in my experience, these, okay. these are actually just worthless. Okay. I think the, I think talking about the premium hell vaults, I think that it's awesome that they did them. Uh, it, it's really cool to like be part of a promotion, and especially one that was already spoiled. Like the yeah. the regular hell vaults were already spoiled, and then imagine the people who were at the premiums. You know, yeah, that's pretty so, crazy. So I think that's awesome, but I I agree with you guys that they shouldn't have only done it to like the elite stores. Like it should have yeah. just been random stores. If it had been random, I probably would feel less sour about it. Yeah, and the the other thing I want to say about this, because people have actually asked about it, is uh, some people are wondering about what this does to the value of judge foils, because now there's a now there's kind of like a precedent set where wizards can anytime they choose put like a new distribution of judge foils out there. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of comment on that because some people were asking uh, what I think it's going to do is it's not going to affect the price of new judge foils because when new judge foils come out, the only reason why they're so expensive is because people are just crazy for them. You know what I mean? They actually, everyone knows that judge foils go down. So like anyone buying them at that moment doesn't care. They're just like, I want this judge foil. I want it right now. So those are still going to be up there, which means that the judges are still going to get the same amount of money. And if they don't, if they don't hold on to the foils, if they just sell them like they would normally, then they're going to get the same amount of money before. So I don't think it affects that, but what it affects is the bottom end. Like when you look at a judge demonic tutor, that thing was like 150 bucks or 125 bucks. And people were okay to spend that because they say, Oh, well these are out of circulation. Like 
no, no there'll be no other chance to like there's only going to be less of these on the market in the future but yeah. but now this changes that because now they can distribute them at any time so it'll change i think the higher it'll change the top end of the old judge promos it won't change the top end of the new ones that's my opinion hmm. well i think that i mean it's not like they went and printed a bunch of them irresponsibly i but like is how many were printed there were like 54 in each box, and there were yeah, how many worldwide? I don't even think they printed them. I think they just distributed some. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So, I mean, I, I don't think in this – so I understand we're talking about, you know, setting a precedent for a new distribution channel, but um, I, I would think that for a company that has held on to the reserved list as long as they have been, I don't think we have that much to worry about. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, – I think that uh, I kind of like – about being sour about people getting these things. I just am happy for people who got them. Like I'm just I, terribly jealous. Yeah, really I, I, I guess. Well, obviously you as a commander player would have loved to have foil demonic tutor, right? <laughs> well, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I will be playing and treat the angels like a fucking fiend. This standard so, season, right? So having so, like, those foil tokens would be insane. Would been, yeah. 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 And now you have to, if you want them, you have to pay $50 a piece for them, which is... No, I'm going to pay 40 for... Don't kid yourself. I'm going to get them from you for 40 Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the Hell Vault, one thing that did happen that was super awesome this weekend, uh, Brandon from the Sentry Box here in Calgary, uh, with the help of, I'm not sure exactly who, but I know at least John Frost, who's famous from his drunk deck tech on manadeprived.com, um, and he's also like just like a super cool guy and uh, owns Frost Books in Inglewood in Calgary. So go there, buy your books from that guy because it's sweet. Uh, they built a still? fucking hell vault that was too big to fit through the door. And they filled it with goodies. And then they used a sword to open it. That's like a fucking Holy like a battle sword. That's insane. insane. <laughs> and, and okay, and then get this, get this. Guess what was inside that shit. Guess, just fucking guess. Candy. No, it wasn't candy. Guess. I was going to guess candy, too. <laughs> a stripper. A stripper. I'll just a say it. A stripper was in the fucking hell vault. No. <laughs> Actually, that would have been, like, the best gift you possibly yeah. could have given yeah, a room well, for. Yeah, not for children. It's, Come on. <laughs> not for children. Come on. We're talking about marketing here, okay? So, what was actually in this giant, wicked hell vault made of wood was, like, $4,000 worth of cards. Like, Dual Lands, Tarmgoyfs, a PlayStation 2, which, I mean, I don't know how much a PlayStation 2 is worth, like, six years after PlayStation 3 comes out, but, <laughs> but like, wow. that's it's still so sweet. They, they next-leveled wizards. Yep, they just said, fuck them. And the Sentry Box got a premium Hell Vault. <laughs> oh, wow. Not only did the people that went to that pre-release get a foil token and a judge foil, they also got, like, a PlayStation uh, 2. I'm <laughs> like a charm and fucking... Vindicate. You know what would have been insane? Is if they put the premium Hell Vault in the Hell Vault. Hell Vault section. I heard you like Hell Vault, so I put a Hell Vault in your Hell Vault, so you could Hell Vault. Ugh, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that's just my one. That was really... I didn't go to that. Uh, I wish I'd now that I had. <laughs> but I didn't, so whatever. So, I mean, Chris Boozer is still here. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you know what I realized? Just a side note. Mm -hmm. I'm cracking boxes of Avacyn Restored. Mm -hmm. 
And um, have you guys seen the foils out of this set? Yeah, yeah they're like, terrible. Yeah, they're really dark, really dark. So they're actually made cheaper. Oh, is that what they said? No, no. So, so from people who are who have been in the um, industry of like making these cards, like I, I know some people that like have done this sort of thing before. Uh-huh. So the difference is, is that they used to make each of the foils individually, but anyways, so so they used to do the foiling like individually as opposed to with this one in similar uh, fashion to they do with like the from the vaults and stuff uh-huh. is they do all of the foil they literally just like foil the whole card and then print on it uh-huh. and it looks like they print it twice and then they cut it right because the ink's all like fucked up and blurry yeah um if you go back to the old ones you can really tell a major difference now the other one is if you actually take like a card from like mirage uh-huh arbitrarily and then you take a card from this set and you put like a common in between you know your right and left index and thumbs you know or like pointers and thumbs yeah and you try to bend the cards you'll notice that the card stock is way thinner on these cards the yeah, current ones. these foils are garbage yeah like utter garbage like they they save themselves a lot of money by printing them this way and mm. it's really fucking terrible because they look like shit yeah, and I mean the from the vaults look like shit, and so do all the like premium foil decks. And that's like, why they because it's the same foiling process. They just use more shiny foils for those more premium. Products. Also, they they foil those in a different. Oh, maybe they don't foil them in a different factory. But this know, is the first set they've done this with. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, it's weird too. Um, the the spear, the promo card. It's yeah. not that way. No, yeah, right. it's it's normal. Ugh. Yeah, these these are this. I'm surprised people aren't just like saying this is an outrage. Oh, it's it's going to be terrible. Now, the, the the interesting thing is if they fix it for second run or not. They better fix this shit. I I think the interesting thing is watching when hard ass Arthur had a blabbleless fucking DQ someone for having these foils in that are very distinguishable from other foils in their deck. I wonder because he's a hard ass. He's a notorious hard ass. And I'm not calling him out here. I'm just saying, motherfucker likes to get his judge on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? It really sucks for commander players because there's so many good commanders in here. Yeah. And the foils are just totally shitty. So garbage. Like I'm a foil addict, and I don't even want these foils. Yeah, I know. I've noticed know. that with me too. I've gotten from winning. Uh, like winning some tournaments lately and getting some cash, uh, like store credit and stuff, and and going into like look at the foil binder and foiling out my Delver deck and stuff, and then looking at these foils, and I'm just like, holy fuck, nope, moving right along. <laughs> That's right. Like, hey, speaking of winning tournaments, did you win another Mox? Maybe. I thought we were having Chris Boozer on to talk about something. <laughs> Dude, Chris, Chris Boozer. hasn't talked in a long time. Wait, I want to know about this Mox, man. Did you seriously win another Mox? Which Mox? Uh, the first mox that I won was a mox emerald. Did you win another one? Just tell us the truth. Well, I said the first. So, so you won- So did you win a mox sapphire? No. What'd you win? Uh, all right, you- I didn't. I didn't win. The, I didn't win the mox. I got in my in my win and in rounds. Uh, the guy that beat me was the guy that had the dead shot, infinite blinker, infinite life gain, infinite draw cards. Uh, Dan McRae, and he complained the entire time he was losing because he was, like, super stressed out and it was, like, fucking 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday and we all had to work. 
And we were both 3-2 going into the top eight. And he was, like, super stressed. And I lost that match, so. But, yeah, and then that uh, that's part of my scumbag stories. We can start talking about that if you guys no, want. No, not yet. Not yet, okay. No. So, so Chris. You were saying. You were saying. So what are you so what are you looking forward to playing in uh in the new standard then, Chris? Like obviously Avison's like restored's been up for a while. You said you haven't really started your testing yet. Where are you looking to start? Um I I'll I'll probably start with uh my Birmingham deck. Um I definitely want to test like favorable wins instead of virtue. I don't know that's, if that's, that's better. That's, that's one that's plus plus for flying, right? Yeah, yeah. For um, listeners that aren't following along at home. It's like Way easier to cast than Virtue, um, and it pumps Delver. I just, I'm not sure yet if like Vigilance is better than a uh, plus one plus one on so, Delver. And I'm pretty sure the Vigilance is it's, is like more than a little relevant. Be, it seems to me that it is, but I'm wondering since you brought it up, Chris, how do you determine that? Like when you test, can you maybe give us some insight on like what that process is like? Um, I so like. I used to test pretty extensively and I would uh I would like build a gauntlet and just, you know, play test certain matchups like over and over like and over with again. With your friends and shit or um either by myself or with friends. Um when when I would do it with myself, I can you know, play as if I didn't know hidden information. Like uh, you're so good at like, that cuz I'm bad at that. Yeah, I I'm pretty good at separating that. Um, but lately, um, I've just been playing in, like, a lot of local tournaments, and, like, I'll try three or four different cards each week, and or each tournament, uh, playing, like, three to four tournaments a week, and uh, you just get to see, like, a wide variety of decks, and, uh, you know, spend, like, so much time, like, playing for no prizes, I guess. And you're able to, like, still, like, have that matter? You know what I mean? Like, some people, including myself at times, can find it, like, if you're if you're not playing for something, then you can get lazy, right? Right, and that's what I mean. Like, playing all these, you know, I, I'm pretty competitive, so, you know, I, I want to win. And uh, when, when I'm testing, like, I found that either, like, I didn't care enough or whoever I was testing with didn't care enough. Uh, whereas, like, in these tournaments, like, you know, people care and, you know, people want to win their store credit and uh, myself included. And it makes me, like, have to refine decks rather than just, like, play a different deck every week, I guess. Right. Which is good and bad. Uh, like, I, I definitely got, like, way better Delver because I'm just playing it all the time. And tweaking it constantly. Right. Um, after Birmingham, I... Uh, I finally put to, put together the deck on Magic Online, and uh, I, that's helping a lot too. Like being able to change like two or three cards like constantly to you know just see which cards are better. Yeah, pretty straightforward, so, I guess. Yeah, nothing too fancy. The the last Pro Tour I was qualified for, we uh, a couple of guys near here also qualified, and we would meet up. Once, like, maybe every week and, like, jam a bunch of games with a bunch of decks. And uh, we thought we had decent decks, and then we... It was the Pro Tour Philadelphia, and uh, then we went, and none of us won a game. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty depressing. 
Wow. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. That sucks. Like, uh, we, we all ended up on, uh, for that format, the, the 12 post deck. And we didn't realize, like, just how good the Blue Red Storm deck was. And it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was a brutal, man. Brutal. So, Medina, you didn't do FNM Hero this week? No, because I forgot my deck. So, is that Fun- cheating? Uh, no, it's not cheating because I don't get to, like, just because I 4 would the. The event doesn't mean that goes toward FNM Hero. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that would... That still would, keeping the budget separate. Yeah, yeah, that's totally separate. Like I, I was, was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, got sick of playing pods, so I played Esper Spirit. So I just cheated <laughs> FNM Hero. <laughs> oh, man, that's... that's uh, Yeah, that's not, not good. But um, I won't be also playing FNM Hero this week either because uh, they're doing a sealed event, and it's $30. Which I, my budget is twenty right now, so <laughs> I can't wow. even get sealed. So, uh, oh, that sucks. So I'll just be uh, just dropping off cards for people's orders and stuff like that. Uh, but I still have like three weeks of FNM Hero to write, so there's still going to be an FNM Hero this week. It just won't be like what's happening this week. I'm also right. going to talk about Avacyn restored cards that I want to put in my FNM Hero deck, which I'm pretty got some pretty good ideas, and I'm pretty pumped about them. So I think uh I think Dark Imposter is a good addition to the deck. And uh I think also Borderland Ranger is the really pod? good. Yeah. How come? Uh well Isn't I always, ability cost six or something? Yeah, my pod list has uh, four rampant growths in it now. Oh okay. And four birds of paradise. So it's always good to have like a mana sink and I've always wanted something that could kill a creature on three. So uh right now I'm using Daybreak Ranger. But I feel like this guy um, could really come like come through in the late game, so uh, so I like him on three, and I also uh, I also really love Borderland Ranger, so uh, so that's going to be uh, like an auto include. Hmm. But it just seems plus, really expensive in a pod deck. But I mean, I mean, it could work. Yeah, well, I'm running like I said, I'm running four Rampant Gross and and uh, and four Birds. It's like a, it's not a typical pod deck. It's got more ramp than a typical pod deck. Yeah. You know, Are you going to throw any always, big, other big fatties in there? Like Gristlebrand or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought about Gristlebrand, uh, but I think I don't have something to go to eight, because it's eight mana, right? Yeah. If it was seven, I'd definitely be in, because I have sixes that I can that I can pot up. But um, n- n- since it's not, I, I probably won't. Um, I'd like to get, like, I don't have the budget, but I'd like, I like the green-white angel. Uh, and I've been going toward white in my pod list. To be like a junk pod, so that would yeah. be cool to have one of those. But I definitely can't afford one of those right now. Yeah, she's Ooh. still fifteen bucks. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, you guys? Driver of the Dead in there. I was just going to ask you guys if you had opinions. Driver of the Dead. That's a it's a four drop, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not four drop that brings great. back a two drop. It's not hmm. super great, but it, it, it's two power, right? If it brings back anything with two power. Two. Wait, no, it's two, two power. Two, no, no, it's two converted mana. Oh, is it? Oh, uh, wow. Maybe it's filthy. Dude, you just got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's totally going in. Um, still, but two mana, uh, you can bring back like a um, Strangleroot Geist. Yep. Which yeah. is pretty good. Uh, you can bring back like a Perilous Mirror. Uh, those are really the only two drops I'm running right now, Strangleroot Geist and Perilous Mirror. Is I it could two see... drop or is it two or less? It's two or less. I don't think I would want anything less than two in the birthing pod. There might be like weird situations where I want a bird, but well, 
Yeah, you're not playing blue. That's right. Yeah. I'll try to get I'll try to get a driver of the dead to ch- try it out. I mean, I don't have any problem trying it out. Uh, I thought it was two power, so I, mean, I thought it was much better than it is. I guess, but yeah, then you get like freaking uh, yeah, a slime. You know, you slime. Oh yeah, it. fuck yeah. <laughs> like even like a mirroring crusader. <laughs> so, uh, what other things do you guys think? Like, do you guys have any ideas like that would be good in my pod deck? Uh, obviously, your five drop. Like, you need to you need to put that guy in there. Oh yeah, the five drop. Yeah, 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 that's another guy I want to put in. He's also relatively cheap right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because he's in one of the uh, uh, decks. Which one? Who are we talking about? He's a foil in uh, one of the Innistrad um, intro packs. I Please. wonder if those. I wonder if those foils also suck. Yeah, they probably all do, man. I wonder what. Let me see what his price is right now. What card are you talking about? The wolf fear. Wolf fear oh. super. Oh, the flashy wolf. No, yeah. no, the not the flash wolf. The, the other, the one that gives four four. four. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, this guy's gonna, only a dollar forty nine. So oh, at most, yeah, that card's fucking. Um, I was gonna say you should be playing. I think that you should play a lot of Soulbound in your pod deck, uh, because you'll always be able to use it. And and like in your pod deck, like. I think that's crazy using that wolf guy and then like and then like potting into something that you have as like a giant blocker and then crashing in for eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I thought that as well, but as the more I thought about it, um one of the problems with, with my pod deck is that already, because you're you're kind of relying on some pod change and stuff, already like well timed removal blows you out. If you're uh, like yeah. If you're trying to make like something happen and you've got a succession of plays, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, kill your five drop." By the way, then you're like, "Oh shit!" Now I have to find another way to like get out of this situation. Um, so I could just see with like more soul soul bond. I keep wanting to call it soul bound. Yeah. Uh, with with more soul bond, I could see like uh, that removal just just being more devastating for me. Like, I, I don't mind doing the one of, like, oh, gotcha, here's a big, you know, 12 Fatty. points of damage, like, boom, yeah. you know? But, like, trying to make it a theme, I feel like I'd just be blown out more by removal. Yeah. What's your four spot look like? Is it, is it, do you have anything rank in your four spot? Uh, yeah, the skin render is insane. Because I was going to say, you know what is, like, I thought would be a, a really cool interaction at four is, uh, I think the Flash Wolf is good anyway in a deck like yours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, if they if they say go or they tap out for something, going like Flash Wolf, uh, like either attack or block, regenerate, or just even just let it happen as removal, and then and then potting into like Skin Render, for example, um, where they don't think that you have a three drop or they killed your last guy and they're like, ah, yeah. you're going to untap and not have a pod target. Because um, I find like with pod, like, the games that I lose the most against it are the games where they like unexpectedly get something that they can crazy pot into. Yeah, like if they hard cast a five drop and then turn it into a six drop. Yeah, and you're like, wow, like I did not expect that to happen. Or like if they, you know, like I've had guys where they they rip the the untap the green or the blue thing that untaps. Oh What's yeah, uh, deceiver exarch. Deceiver exarch, and then they and then they pot up to five, and I was expecting them to pot up to four, and it's yeah. like. Oh, brutes! I, I had the same. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about with the flash interaction. Uh, the I think I think that's a good interaction, but I think the better target, and this is another one that I want to get, but it's kind of up there, is uh, the restoration angel. 
because she's uh, splashable at like one one white. And like yeah. I said, I want to start moving toward white. Plus, she can like rebuy a skin render or acidic slime, and then you can upgrade her. You know. And plus, she just blocks Delver. I mean, she's a three-four flyer with yeah, Flash. Yeah, yeah. So, That's and I have a, I have a rough, I have a rough Delver matchup. So, I think I, like the cards that like I'd really like to get a hold of is, you know, now that we're talking about it more is like Restoration Angel, Borderland Ranger, Dark Imposter, and probably this Silverheart. Is, is, I think you know what I, I, Dark Imposter is actually not a bad choice. I mean, it's a three-drop. You can you know you can play it late in the game. To actually get uh, you know to use its value, but like even if you're just potting out a strangler geist um, to get that guy to pay six and remove a titan, like that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean they have six mana if they're casting a titan, so it's reasonable for me to have six mana. I mean I have rampant growth and and birds, and then like also just like naturally, I mean I'm dropping lands and stuff. So you, and then um, it, if ahead. he's crappy, then you can just pot him out. You know if he's not like what you want for the situation. Yeah. So Jay, these uh these oversized uh, cards that you yeah. keep saying are absolutely worthless, yeah, are all at least five bucks on Star City. Yeah, well, fuck. How much are those? Good luck. Models? I hope some fucking retail. They're not up here yet. Pays five dollars for that. I really want them to. That's insane to me. That's like buying dog shit for five dollars. I would be a billionaire, sir. I have a lot of dog <laughs> yeah, two shit. Two dogs, I can sell yeah. You. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, what are you guys excited for in standard? Like, I know, like the stock Delver list. Did you see Jerry's a uh, Sun Titan list for control? I mean, that's kind of exciting, right? I haven't seen it yet. No. Yeah, yeah. But, it's funny because I was thinking, like, how does control survive? And I'm like, man, it must have to go back to Sun Titan because I was thinking about when I was playing the Solar Flare with no mana leaks, and man. I'm like, you know, like you're gonna have to go back to a control deck that doesn't really lean on counter spells and one of the best ways to do that is sun titan like yeah you just wipe the board pv is saying a lot of the same thing but i mean like frights and solar flare i mean everybody is going to know that they're coming so like it almost feels like there's going to be a shit ton more graveyard hate coming in the next little bit it kind of feels that way yeah. uh but i i almost like everybody this and tokens that and ratchet bomb is gonna be crazy and uh, Roger Bones not really didn't really get crazy, so I feel like yep we have Cavern of Souls, but I don't think the Cavern of Souls is an automatic include right away or like an automatic four of even. And I think that people are just they, like are gonna lean on it too hard. I think. Here's here's like, a what dark happens, horse. What happens if I play four Ghost Quarters and I like blow up where you don't draw your shit and I can't and like I blow up your land and then I still have my couple of mana leaks. Like I like yeah. your deck is the I, same I as like, it's now, right? I like pristine control with like twelve wrath effects in it. Yeah, that sounds we, amazing. We talked to we talked to Reed about that last episode and he made the good point that they would just hold their cavern until they cast their Titan. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um but like I think the dark horse that we that I think Scott might love this, um we might want to think about Tezzeret. Because you can run a Torpor Orb, which turns off Titans. Yeah, and Digger's Cage. And, and Cage, which turns off Pod and, and Zombies. And you have, like, a, an aggressive, like, it can be an aggressive deck, you know? It, it, like, Tezzeret's a very aggressive 4-drop. And then you also have Ratchet Bomb. And, I mean, you could maybe even run a, a Glissa Tezzeret deck, you know? Yeah. 
you, you don't even need to stretch it that far. Between like Black Sun Zenith, you can probably get there too with all the sweepers. Yeah, like but ra- I'm, ratchet bombs and uh, and that. Yeah, I think Tezzeret could be an, a really sweet option for the for what's going down. You know, I've actually been playing against uh, a Tezzeret that keeps showing up on Magic Online uh, and like the one v one queues. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty sweet. It's it's got a really good matchup against Delver. I have like a hard time every time that it pops up. What are they running for removal in that? Uh, his like go for the throat. Uh, Liliana, Black Sun. Uh, is it Ratchet the Black Bond. Sun? Is, oh, is it the Black Sun or the Ratchet Bond that makes it a difficult matchup? Well, I mean, he's got both. So it's, uh, I, I guess, like, against, like, the, the Spear deck, uh, having, like, both of those is, like, pretty insane. Yeah, and I think you got infinite spell bombs at that point, too. Yeah, you got spell bombs, you got so cages, you got options to, like, like a you lot still of different play, things. play solemns to keep your mana going. Worm coils. It doesn't seem that great because it doesn't seem to me like the format has changed that much, and that deck isn't around now. You just said it's around, dude. It keeps popping up and it killing. Keep, well, you. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, don't know I, if I it's agree like... that. I agree that like that is sort of relevant, but like. The Magic Online decks are notoriously fucking garbage. Shout out to to Smitty. (laughs) (laughs) And his kamikaze control or whatever. Kamikaze. Holy fuck, whatever that filth is. But, like, I don't know. You know? Uh, One of the guys uh, that plays around here, Phil Florin, uh, he's, like, always tries to brew a Tezzer deck, like, every set. So (laughs) I'm sure he will uh, be working on that, too. He actually, uh, Philip had like a lot of, a lot of good success when uh, Cowboy was a deck. He like he just played Tezzeret all the time. Yeah, it wasn't bad against uh, against Cobblade. I mean, it wasn't excellent. Nothing was good against Cobblade except for Cobblade. Except but, for yeah, Cobblade yeah. and Luck. But uh, but it wasn't bad. Cobblade and Edgar Flores. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how that turned out. No, that turned out. I feel like um, uh, Carlos has actually shipped me a pretty sweet list that looks okay. It's a red-white-blue control, which seems fine because you get to play the Loot House, which is nice. You get access to Bonfire, which is insane. Um, You know, you can play both Tamiyo and Gideon, you know, in some good multiples. But what's really important is that you then gain, you know, you can play the Sun Titan image shenanigans, but you also get to play four of the new, like, Pillar of Flame, which is really good against a lot of the fields. So, like, post-board, you can basically play, like, a ton of terminuses, which you can basically flip at will, because you can instant speed draw cards like a fiend. Um, and then you also have like celestial purge and uh, and the pillar, which kills all zombie decks. What period. is pillar? What does that do? One, bl- it's a uh, one red deal two damage to target creature or player. Exile if creatures it. dealt damage this turn would be destroyed. Exile. Oh, okay. Instead. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the um, magma, the magma jet, but with uh, with but sorcery, sorcery speed that you yeah. can dome someone with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's only two. But I mean, like, it kills your Giraff messenger that you keep complaining about, and it like permanently, it kills Strangler guys. Like, it's a pretty good card. Yeah, it's better than fucking Galvanic Blast, which is what those I, decks I are running anyway, right? I agree, right? Because, I mean, the card, like, you, although you lose the instant speed capacity on it, I think it's way more relevant that it actually just actually kills shit. So, but I, anyway, so that's that's been interesting. Um, that list has been pretty cool. And uh, I think that that's a, definitely an avenue that, that Control could pursue. I mean, I think that 
Jerry's basically trying to say that, you know, the mana base for five color really isn't that much worse than than a three color deck anyway. Which I mean I haven't played it so I can't really say you gotta trust somebody with like Jerry when he says something like that, but it seems really lofty and to me to me so I've played Jerry's uh, old five color list and the mana was like never an issue. Really? Yeah. Or at least for me. Um my problems would be like you'd spend the whole game and like never draw a threat so you'd lose. But <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not how you win magic games. I think Jerry likes to run real threat threat uh light anyways though. He's always like like uh, you know, just running like Two six drops. <laughs> yeah, get there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always drawing them. It's like there's eight in here. Oh, Jerry. But I think that uh, I think there's a lot of neat decks that people have been brewing. Like you've been, we've been seeing, you know, a a healthy amount of reasonably well marketed, not over marketed, um decks that have been popping up, like Sam Black has been brewing up a bunch of different stuff, which I think is actually refreshing. Um, it's nice to see him kind of taking a bunch of different directions, and it just seems like there's a lot of different... People are trying new cards, and I think that's pretty cool. So, you know, Jerry and, and Brad obviously have been doing their, their fair share of, of contributing to that one as well, and, I mean, even Chapin at the end of his article this week, or one of them this week, I guess after the black-red um, set review posted like what looks like a pretty sweet Grixis list for standard as well. I mean, no surprise, but, you know, it, it didn't look that bad either. So, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that the format's wide open. Like, wide open. There are known decks, but you can basically play fucking anything if you are capable with it, I think, right now. Because the field, like, I mean, there's just too many decks that until the metagame establishes itself, you're not going to see any, you know, any decks become way too dominant, I think. Because, I mean, like, people will just be skimping on the wrong hate, maybe, you know, and, and there could be any deck that just gets there. So I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to watch coverage this weekend, because, um, you know, you looked at the coverage? No. Why? Tell me. Um, who's doing coverage Flores? this week? No, it's not doing. It's not Mike Flores. I'd watch that. Uh, no, it's Jacob Is Van Lunen. It, it's Van Lunen and Gfabs. Yeah. So, Chris, are you going to Providence this weekend or what? No. Um, I try to stay within like a two-state radius of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting old. I wish Canadians had fucking the luxury of saying something like that. I know. Uh, I think, like, the next event I'll go to would be Nashville. Uh, it's in, like, a couple of weeks. So how many uh, how many events do you play a year? Um, It's hard to say. Uh, like, I'm definitely going to play more this year than I did last year. But, uh, I mean, there there's, like, four times as many events, so it would be yeah. really hard not to. <laughs> yeah, they up like, a million bucks. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um. Uh, I'll, I'm a little sad to see like the Players Club go, but um, like my my EV per tournament is like definitely going to be higher because now it's paying down to top sixty four. Yeah, uh, definitely thirty two. Like, yeah, it's so hard to not top sixty four. Yeah, I mean, I might even be able to get there with F and M Hero at one of these. 
<laughs> Get like a piece a, of that no, million. No sideboard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, that dude did it with no sideboard. Yeah, it was a... Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can, uh, if I can afford to go to Indianapolis for the Invitational. Uh, it's a little more expensive than, like, I'm typically comfortable spending, but... Hey, maybe you can get a sponsor, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know? Maybe. Uh, like, there, there's, there's a bunch of stores around here. Um, I run, like, a community page for, uh the the area that I live in and like I I wouldn't like really feel comfortable like showing favoritism to any of the stores in particular. Hmm. Sounds like another store that's not from around there needs to sponsor you. <laughs> I don't know which store could. Hmm. Maybe if you wrote a tournament report for legitmtg.com they'll uh kick down some cash. Woo uh, that's that's pretty tempting. Yeah, man. We'll talk about it off air. Sure. Yeah. Wow. That's awfully generous, Medina. Well, I mean, he top eight at two events. You know, I've got doesn't even got sponsor a, us. I've got Fucking a dog man. in this race. You know, I want to I want to <laughs> put a shirt on this guy and I want to get him on coverage, man. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Nice. Um. So, like, Curse of Death's Hold, terrible card right now, right? I think it's pretty sweet. It's pretty good. It's it's yeah. way worse than it was like a couple months ago, but it's still pretty good. Like uh, against what decks though? Like really? Because like against the Esper, like I expect against the Esper lists, like your tokens list, for example, you're almost always under Anthem anyway. Right. Yeah. Like it's um it seems to be like better against like traditional blue white Delver. Uh, like the only creature that they have that can survive that as guys at St. Traft. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, it's, it's way worse than it was, like, even, like, probably last month. Yeah. Yeah, I've been toying around. I'm trying to find a... Trying to get my sideboard nice and neat for uh, the Esper list I've been running. And, I mean, I basically cut them all from the main because the only deck that's really any good against lately, like, the, when it comes down, when it matters, is Delver, blue-white, right? Because all the other decks are already under Anthem by the time you drop it, or you're dead by the time you get to five mana. If you're relying on that as your answer, you're fucked. Like, green-red aggro just demolishes you by that point, right? Like, you play it for zombies and they kill you. <laughs> Thanks for the machine gun grave crawlers, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just, I, I've been finding that, uh, I'm, I'm less and less enamored with the card lately. And, you know, so many of the other control decks are starting to pick up, you know, intangible virtue off the sideboard as, as a, as a plan anyway. Um, so it, I don't know. I think Doesn't... I still run curses. Uh, I run a main deck, but that's mainly because I have Silvok Replica and, uh, uh, Acidic Slime. So like I yeah. can I can take their anthems out, you know. Or or like I always try to just uh, kill the captain or whatever and then just ride the curse to victory. So I'm busting this case of Avison restored mm-hmm. and uh looking pretty good so far. No foil like good stuff, but I got a bunch of uh Entreat the Angels and uh Bonfires, so that's pretty sweet. Nice. 
Is there yeah. is there a reason why um, the value of Entreat went went up so high this week? Nibs. Yeah, it's mainly because um, like it was an undervalued uh, card, and so I think it's like there's a couple of different factors. The first thing is it was already undervalued. Second thing is like all the big value cards like Tamio and like um the uh the time walk or whatever it is, it's not really time walk, uh temporal mastery. All those cards started to drop. So people realized that those were not going to be the, the expensive mythics. And then uh Chapin wrote an article about Entreat and so did LSV, right? Yeah, LSV like on like the third week of April. Like, yeah. almost after Entreat was practically fucking spoiled, he was like, okay, here's how I'm updating Esper Control. And it was like triple Entreat the Angels in the list, in the Esper Walkers list. It's basically, it's it's almost uh, almost what I've been playing, and it's been really, it's been testing extremely well. Like, r- really, really well. So, so, LSV stamps off on it, uh, Chapin stamps off on it. LSV's list ended up making the mothership the following Friday. Yeah, and so, like, people are starting to say, oh, could this be, like, the big mythic? And then I think also what's happening is the block Pro Tour is coming up, and maybe it's going to be so a card in block. Snap, people are snapping them up. Yeah. yeah, so people are, like, picking them up maybe for block or, like, trying to pre-order. So, like, there's, a there's like, a, a little bit of demand because of that. And then also, like, it's just kind of like people are shifting to think that this is the card. And so I think it just shot up because of that. It's kind of like hysteria, you know? Yeah. I never okay, trust the, I, I never trust a card that shoots up that fast. Like... No. It's just it's unnatural and it's not uh, it's not going to sustain that price. I mean, mm-hmm. to sustain to sustain that price, it has to see quite a bit of play in standard. Yeah, and, and it's possible, but uh, but it's already at that price, and the demand and the availability is already very like the availability is very slim, and the demand is very high, and so it's already at twenty. How I, I don't see how like the demand is going to get met. The availability is going to go up. Like, how does it stay at twenty? You know. Yeah. No. I realistically, like that, the card's going to crash if it if it continues to see play in the decks where you know I expected to see play in in the quantities. Like, it's totally going to be a ten twelve dollar mythic. Like, it it'll hold that for a while, especially if it if it is a player in block. Like, it'll. I don't see it dropping past that. But like, twenty yeah. bucks is completely unsustainable. I, I can see I can see it at ten dollars for sure. Um yeah. I, I mean I have I have my stuff aggressively priced and I had to price these at twenty because they're still going for twenty on eBay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's just the that's the price it is right now and I think for the next week or two it'll be that price. Uh but you know, after that we'll start to maybe see some uh some moving. Well I think it I think uh the, the Pro Tour will dictate sort of what happens with the price of the card. Well, block really isn't a format in uh, paper, you know? In, yeah, but uh, th- there's enough. See, the thing is, it's going to be enough interactions between the new cards and cards we already have that will likely become new or will be demonstrated to be exceptionally powerful. And that will inevitably help to shape standard as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking that the availability is there because the vendors want to have them on hand at the block pro tour. Yeah, that's true. So, so they want to raise the price so that they don't, you know sell out and then are just kind of empty handed at the block pro tour. So like, that's kind of like, that's why I'm saying there's a small factor of that going on. Not necessarily because people are just like wanting them for block. I don't think block and paper is like, I've never speculated on like a block card for paper, like on magic online. It's a whole nother story. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. Block is yeah. a thing, you know. But in paper, it's, it's not really a thing, so. But, yeah, so for all the haters out there on Entreat, you got to play with it and play against it in order to really appreciate it. Because, like, on paper, it seems prohibitively expensive and really terrible and like i i completely understand but it's one of those cards where you actually have to play with it um and you really just feel the power of it it's 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 really good it's a really strong card the miracle makes it a really powerful threat my big thing that i'm still skeptical on is that in especially in standard anyway is um i just don't understand how it's better than kitty cannon i just can't wrap my head around it because uh, they're four four angels that fly and not two two cats on the ground. But they're just they're just at sorcery speed. Like there's just so much more. They're not as no. They're they're not at sorcery speed. I guess I don't know. Like you're gonna be playing like Tome Scour and Think Twice and Ludi Lute. It's pon- pon- Ponders and Think Twice generally and, get you there. Yeah, like I just well Ponder doesn't make it instant speed. Sure it is. You set you set up your draw. You put a second from the top and then you cast Think Twice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like. I just don't see how that's better than just playing not cards to set up a card that could potentially like die. Because you get, don't get always, you, you don't out. always, because you don't always win with five two twos on the ground. Yeah, like okay. I, I could see where like uh, this is also not only aggressive. Like I, Kitty Cannon was very aggressive in the in the sense that you know, end a turn, you drop a bunch of dudes and then untap and try to kill them. You know, but. uh this is also, like, you can do that. You can not end a turn, but you can just tap out and drop a bunch of guys and be like, deal with it. Because, like, if you resolve one of these against Delver and you get, like, four flying angels, like, how are they going to deal with that? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... Sort of war and peace. Yeah, it's just, well, yeah, if they have a sort of war and peace, then it's just, like, get screwed. But, uh... But, like, <laughs> the the other thing is, like, this is also a defensive card because you could just play it to not die to Delver. Where, yeah, just where, play a couple angels and then you're good. Yeah, with the Kitty Cannon, you you know, you know can't really play it to not die to Delver because they just fly over you. Yeah, and the Souls tokens still go over the kitties. So I think flying is relevant enough to make this card uh, be considered over the Kitty Cannon. The other thing is the Miracle Cost makes it insane, right? Yeah, that that really makes it ridiculous. Like even turn five or six, you pop that off, and it's fucking good game. Yeah, you get three angels for like five mana, which is just just stupid, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's absurd. So, so I think that's the the other thing is like I think it's reasonable to play this. I mean, if you pay five mana, you get a four four flyer, you know. So it's kind of like reasonable, and then it just gets ridiculous if you uh, if you miracle it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically the whole point. And you you put it in a deck that's designed to be able to survive, to go along, or to capitalize if you can pop it off early, right? So, it's a it's a welcome addition to that deck. But I don't I don't I'm not saying it's it's a, a ubiquitous add by any stretch. <laughs> that's naive. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 been a really fun card to test with. I'm really looking forward to you know getting my pre order arrived and sleeving it up and giving her hell. Um, and Tamio is like every bit as insane as advertised. By the way, for those of you playing along at home, I really like Tam. I've liked Tamio from the very beginning. Like, yeah. I-, I think that card is really good. I'm in love with Tamio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want to have her planeswalker babies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, where do you see her slotting in? Like, obviously in an Esper control build, like in in the control decks. But are you looking at this for Delver too? Um, I'm 
I'm actually thinking about um, replacing my uh, Cyborg Ace with Tamiyo. Like, she's a little bit more proactive. Uh, and if if you Lingering Souls attack... She's, yeah, her, she's, like, best friends with Lingering Souls. Um, I mean, that, that'll be, like, you know, something I have to test. But I, I'm pretty sure she's better than Big J's. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tamiyo. I, like, I'm a... Normally, I'm, like, a Drago player, uh, so, like, playing Delver's been, like, very different than the type of decks I normally play. But, uh, I, I mean, I really hope there's, like, a, an awesome, like, Gideon Tamiyo deck. Uh, I'm sure, like, everybody's already thought of that, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're pretty sick together. Wait, Yeah, if Gideon needed it. a wife, they definitely printed him one. So yep. you get them to swing with Gideon, and then you draw cards. Whoa. It's yeah. <laughs> insane. Whoa. Whoa. Or, or you tap their dude with Tamio, and then you blow it up with Gideon. That's a Doom Blade. Woo. But in white and blue. It's like Bloom Blade. Bloom Blade. <laughs> Is that something at, like, Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that Bloomin' Onion? Yeah. I hate those, actually. I don't like them at all. <laughs> I'm not a big onion fan in general. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad was like, when you grow up to be a man, you'll like onions. So I guess That I'm, hasn't happened I, yet. I'm not a man yet, because I don't like onions still. I try them every now and then to check if I'm a man yet. I'm just like... You're still not? I'm like, I'll have the onion rings. And then I taste them, I'm like, yep, still not a man. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Chris, what else, uh, anything else you want to talk about here, sir? Like, anything else, uh, you know, tickle your fancy out there in the community you want to bring to light for us? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I, I think, um, Tybalt, uh, is also pretty good. Uh, it'll be, I'm pretty interested to see, like, where he fits in. Yeah, any two-mana Planeswalker is, it's interesting. It's, it's, it. You know, I think it was, uh, I think it was Chapin that said that there's a lot of room for Planeswalkers to be worse than Jace Bellerin, but still just as useful. You know, I think it, it was something to that effect. But he basically compared it to Jace Bellerin, to saying, you know what, Jace wasn't all that great. He drew you, maybe drew you a card and fogged a guy, and if that's what Tybalt does a turn earlier, so be it. Yeah. You know, but both of his ultimates are, you know, potentially reasonable and. You know, can get in some damage. So I just love how everyone is now being more reasonable about Tibble now that like Chapin and everyone, all the people who are relevant are saying like, "Oh yeah, this could be good." Now everyone's everyone like, "Oh yeah, me? yeah." I guess it could be. I guess it could be good after all. I mean, you know, it is two mana. It's like, yeah. I mean, come on. All you guys are saying, "Oh, this sucks." This card so, blows. so I think that. Listen, I still this, think that for the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for I you, think- Jay. I think that so long well, as you saying, can... You're sitting here saying, blur to blur. I, I sincerely mean good for you. Like, stick with your guns, you know? From the beginning, I'll I think that it was... Pr- I think it was pretty clear <laughs> that he belonged in a deck like... Um, that, that Like a, a Desperate Ravings deck, right? So, like, I'm looking at things like... Um, Brad Nelson's 4 or 5 color control, where basically every spell has flashback. Uh, Burning Vengeance decks, you know, where ideally you, you know, whether they're in your hand or in your graveyard, it doesn't matter. You know, 
you're still you're still trying to get out value. And I think that um, you know, if any time that you can turn one of those negatives to an upside, man, like you, the card obviously is going to get better. You just got to build for it. Like Liliana, same sort of thing. Playing her with flashback spells is legit. Liliana, that's a bum card. Playing her without flashback spells, playing her with an empty hand is totally legit. Also that. You should just build yeah. your deck for to that for that. That's your I'm combo. addicted to activating Liliana. Like a lot of guys yeah. at F and M, they'll just be like, Oh, I have these two cards I want to keep. Pass the turn. I'll be like, these are my two best cards. Activate Liliana. <laughs> yep. I'll just keep doing it, man. Until I have no cards and I'm like, Alright now. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm there with you. She's insane. I've I've actually ultimated her against a Delver player three times in one game with the same Liliana. That's a bad Delver player, holy. No, no, I had him under double curse. There was really nothing he could do, but I just Oh, he should have just scooped. Him. Oh, he man, you were just he didn't. playing with your food at that point. <laughs> I couldn't, draw, I couldn't yeah. draw a threat to kill him. That's the problem. Like, I literally had drawn one Lingering Souls through the what top fucking two-thirds of yeah, my deck. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> He's just, like, activating Liliana. My kingdom for fucking creeping tar pit is all I have to say, you know? Yeah, yeah really. Holy fuck. What I would give for some good cards. Uh, we had them once upon a time. Yeah, that that card Delver of Secrets really just blows. <laughs> uh, that card Snapcaster Mage, that's garbage. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. Man, if we now, just, if, now you can't even play it because they print a Cavern of Souls. Uh, if we just had good cards, I mean, jeez. Yes. All right, so uh, I guess with that, then we can move to shoutouts, gentlemen. Chris, who would you like to shout out to, sir? Uh, shoutouts to uh, Andrew Snyder for uh, Sweet Legacy Deck and uh, Battery Me to come on, uh, and uh, my really good friend Tony Chu. He's a Legacy Master too. So shout out to them. Oh yeah, uh, did he win? He won. He won a, a, a Star City, didn't he? he uh, Tony won back to back. He won in Charlotte and then uh, in Atlanta. Shit, yeah. we should have had that guy on. And yeah, <laughs> and then uh, he uh, he top board in uh, Birmingham also. What a baller! Yeah, Ball Tony. Tony's in. really awesome. Yeah, that's that guy's phone number. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk to that guy and bring him on. <laughs> John. Oh, I'm doing shoutouts. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do a shout-out to Illuminati Cards. Uh, those guys hooked me up with a case uh, so that I can stock my online store, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, give a shout-out to Ben Mapes, because I found out that Ben Mapes loves to listen to the shout-outs over and over again. Every Are you time serious? He, yeah. Every time he gets a shout-out, he's like, oh, check this out, right here, right here. Like, <laughs> minute number number 15, and then he just plays it and he just listens to it. So, uh He's like, yeah, man, that one was a long one. I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> so sh- sh- <laughs> shout out to <laughs> That's what she said. That's so it's, awesome. Uh, it's narcissistic uh, listening. <laughs> um, shout out to J.R. Wade, uh, my business partner. He's uh, been kicking ass, and, uh, you know, I've been uh, very happy to be working with him. So shout out to him. Shout out to you guys, uh, you know, for making an awesome podcast, which repeatedly in the comments, we just keep hearing how awesome our episodes are. So, uh, so shout out to you guys. And Even the ones sh- KYT thinks are bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. These I'm people fired. love it. 
Well, apparently all the ones that we think are fucking terrible, everyone else just loves. Yeah. You guys just must love watching our train fucking derail and crash. No, it's because we're so great. We just, we're so modest and great that we don't even know how great we we are. <laughs> like we're not we're not like well, Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre great, but, but we're pretty like, close. Pretty close. We're like Exhibit great. We're <laughs> <laughs> not John Cool, right? We're not that fucking guy. We're not like <laughs> Seagal. Right? We're like we're like Card Van Dam. Card- Card- are we are we are we cardinal great? Wait a second, wait a second. John Claude Van Damme is way better than Steven Seagal. That's what I just said. Yeah, but you're like we're not great, we're not Steven Seagal, but we're John Claude Van Damme. Like we're down. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying we're not as bad as Steven Seagal. We're not as bad okay, as John. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna say I, Steven Seagal I mean, we're sucks. We're no Jackie Chan. We're no Chuck Norris. We're no, yeah, we're, we're no Chuck Norris. You know. We're no, you know, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is the top. He's like top dog. He's dead, so he's not the top guy. <laughs> he wow. was at one point. Yeah, he, he always will be. You're buried in the ground. Anyways, so shout out to those guys, all the kung fu masters of the past, and uh, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, that's all that's I got. Yeah, that is fucking done. Jay, take it away, man, and then I'll wrap up. No, I have to do scumbag stories. Oh, all right. So go do scumbag stories. Okay, okay, okay. So first of all, you can call them anti shoutouts. Yeah, I'm gonna do shoutouts and then anti shoutouts. First of all, I have to do shoutouts to all the staff at Phoenix Comics uh, who were just severely understaffed and putting in like long hours and just working really hard and being really patient and great with everybody. And um, so you know, big shoutouts to Sean Hetherington, Francis Toussaint, uh, Mike Bauer, uh, Russell Heitzman. Um, You guys did a great job and made. The pre-release experience really enjoyable for everybody, even fucking dirty cheaters. Um, oh yeah, and they like had to also work Comic Con weekend, which was here with like Stanley and all the Star Trek guys and a bunch of fat people and awesome Star Wars cosplayers. Man, it was so awesome. I had to like fight a fucking scout trooper to get to my tournament. It's pretty sweet. Um, so shout out, just you guys did an amazing job. Shout out to Brandon, the card guy, and all the guys at Broken City for that really awesome Hell Vault. Um, that you just like blew away the competition with. I think the only thing better than your Hell Vault was the one that I read about on Reddit today where the guy proposed to his girlfriend and she said yes uh, through the Hell Vault. Um, I have to get. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine them trying to tell that story to regular people? So it was yeah, so like, romantic. He got in the Hell Vault. The what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how did he propose to you, Grandma? Uh, well. <laughs> it was on a beach. Yeah, yeah, it was on a beach. It was on a beach. <laughs> it was it was the perfect moment. And a dolphin, a dolphin rode up and talked to me. <laughs> like, um. So yeah. So shout out to those guys. Um. Shout out. Shout out to Brian Easy Beasy, uh, who split and in the the Lotus tournament that was going on at the same time that the Mox tournament was going on, and uh, he ended up winning the whole thing. So I guess he shouldn't have split, but. Um, still good to win like 500 bucks or however much it was. Um, shout out to everybody that top aided the Mox tournament. Um, so you did a really good job. Congratulations. Uh, they all split as well. So nobody won that Mox, but it was like 600 bucks in store credit that it ended up walking out with. So that's good. Um, who else do I have shout outs for? Let me just take a look at the show notes. Oh, fuck, how did nobody do this yet? Shout out to Chris Boozer. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, Thanks for having me. 
I know you said that you were a little bit nervous, and you know, whatever. You don't like a bunch of other stuff, but whatever. Shout out uh, to you, man. I mean, Thanks. if uh, Owen thinks that I'm like the worst magic player on the planet, so I was going for a uh, worst podcast guest on the planet here. Yeah, well, you nailed that. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Owen thinks you're the worst magic player. Uh, during uh, the finals of Legacy, I I played very very bad, and uh, Owen tweeted out that I was probably the worst magic player on the planet. Yeah, he did. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he hey, did. Don't, yeah. don't let it get to you, man. No, no, no I don't. I, I, I wear it as a badge of honor. So. Sick. Excellent. Yeah, at least he knows who you are. Uh, he probably still doesn't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too bad you can't be like, well, Owen's the worst magic player of all time. Yeah, because Pat's <laughs> actually... Nobody, <laughs> like, he's the worst. He's, and he's like a troll, so who cares about Owen? No, I'm just kidding, obviously, because I love Owen, and I really want to <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love the like best episode of all time. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so shout out to Chris Bizzard. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, I hope that, uh, I hope everybody liked hearing about your, uh, your, I don't know. I don't know. We really, really didn't really talk about your Star City shit. And I was excited for that. I wanted to jack you up for that, but it's fine. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Peter Dolan and Greg Dolan. It might be Dolan. I'm not really sure. Uh, but they're just cool dudes. Um, I, I, I'm like, but they're from Edmonton, so they probably don't give a shit about our podcast at all. And they'll probably just, talk shit about us no big deal they were just really cool guys in person so uh big shout out for that guy shout out to simon one three drop lee from our mox tournament who just like got crushed and was mad and left and then yesterday drafted with me and drafted his favorite curve out perfectly get angry deck and was so angry the entire time that he just smashed everybody um shout out to jerry local player shout out to adrian who got screwed out of packs shout out to dan Winer mccray now I have to do my uh, my my anti shoutouts. So first of all, anti, you guys tell me if you think this is scummy. Going into the top eight of a tournament, and it's like mid, and everybody wants to split, and you don't want to split, and that's totally fine. You don't have to, you don't have to split, but you say. I don't want to split everybody because the the split was that everybody was going to get a box. You say, I don't want to split because I don't need packs. Packs are useless to me, so I want to play it out. You play out the top eight, you get into the top four, and then you immediately split so that everybody gets two boxes instead of one. You think that's scummy? I think that's scummy. Uh, I don't think it's scummy. At all? I think I think it's like... What if they got to the top four and then they're like realizing that oh man I can't beat this other guy's deck I'm just gonna or, split or now or I'm just fucking sacked and I can't keep my eyes open anymore yeah. so yeah. well it was neither of those reasons like he was the guy was like really excited and he had the best deck in the room and he knew he had the best deck in the room like I just I just like the way that he went about it I think is scummy anyway uh, and I think like for him to go snap I don't wanna I don't wanna split at all. And then play five minutes of magic and absolutely crush his opponent in the first round. And like literally, he was done the match before uh, Adrian was done mulliganing down to six. Uh, like just absolutely crush this guy. And then to just immediately split for two boxes and then like immediately sell them, but not want to split for one. I think it's just scummy to say like if you if you don't want to split because you want to get more money, then just say that. But if I, I wouldn't like say I don't want to split because I don't want the packs. I want to play for the mocks. And then immediately split in top four after sitting around for an hour watching everybody else play Magic. Like, yeah, but, I mean, he didn't want the packs, and he didn't keep the packs. I mean, he sold them. He just yeah, seen the opportunity to just get two boxes, and he's just like, I'm going to split. Like, 
I guess. Okay. Well, whatever. Fine. You guys don't think it's scummy. I think it's scummy. And then it's pits. A lot of it is because this is the guy that took you out of the tournament and then split. No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I actually got beat again. It's kind of a scumbag story by Dan McRae. So just a lesson for everybody out there. If you are in a dire situation, like somebody has the angel spear on the table, and you have a way to infinitely blink because you have, like, say, 17 lands on the table, you have a way to infinitely blink a guy that draws you cards when he comes into play and infinitely blink a guy that gains you three life when he comes into play, and you have, like, 20 cards left in your library, uh, and you're at, like, infinite life and your opponent's at, like, eight life, um, just don't whine about that to that person, please. That's really, really just filthy. I just fucking hate that shit. That's annoying. And you're whining about, like, being in a bad spot. Also, uh, it was a competitive level event, and Dan got mad at me because I wouldn't let him take shit back. And I just said, like, look, I can't let you take it back. Like, you fucking, it's competitive, and you, like, I let you take it back once. You fucked it up three times. Like, I can't do that. Me and Dan are still friends. He gets, uh, like, upset when I tell the story because he thinks I'm putting it in a bad light. I don't think I'm putting it in a bad light. I just don't like that shit. Don't complain when you're crushing me. I should have been the one complaining. God damn it. Uh, and then, I don't want to mention this player's name, but also, like, we had a player that, like, lied to a judge for no reason. Uh, and, like, it was a competitive level, level tournament, but it was a pre-release. So, I don't know, it was one of those weird situations where they were saying, like, we're going to enforce the rules at competitive level, but it's a pre-release, so we still want everyone to have fun. So... I don't think that you should lie to get, like, a 1-1 token that you forgot about and you missed a trigger for no feasible gain. Uh, random Calgary player, so don't do that. Uh, scumbag story, me. So against Peter Dolan in the first round, played uh, Gather the Components, which is, for the people listening at home, a sorcery that costs three in blue, and you draw three cards, and everybody's watching me. Like, Doug's there, all of the Edmonton guys are there, we're, like, the last match, everybody's watching me. I put my hand down, and I just draw one, two, three, and then four cards. And, like, oh, shit, put them down, judge call. So, sorry for cheating, Peter, even though I called the judge, and it was fine. Shout out to you. And, uh, also, I have to give a good guy, Greg, one last shout out. Shocking, I know. But I have to give a shout out to fucking Doug Potter. So... Everybody knows that me and Doug have a history. Everybody on this podcast kind of has a history with Doug. He's a little bit of a troll. He's kind of an ass. Uh, but me and him talked a bunch of shit out. He was really respectful about it, an adult. And we worked our shit out. And we're fine now. And I just wanted to give a shout out to him. I'm really actually impressed that the community, like all the Edmonton guys, they were all nice. They weren't fucking jackasses like they get a bad rap for. And, you know, Doug just like, he had no shame at all. He just he went on Facebook in the Broken City School of Magic uh, like group, which is like 150 people, maybe more, and just like put this big public apology to anybody he's ever done that to, and he felt bad, and to me and to all these other people. And uh, so just good, good for Doug. Like I'm glad that he did that. I didn't coerce him to like I didn't say you should apologize. I didn't say anything. I just told him how I felt and what happened, and how other people felt uh, that he had treated them and etc. So good on him. I'm really actually proud, and I'm glad that. That stuff can still kind of happen in the magic community. So, yeah, shout out to Doug Potter. 
it's funny because I didn't know that there was still animosity there. I remember that he's he's Doug uh, PKR. PKR, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. like in the very beginning thing, and then I thought you guys were just like buds and like laughing it out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool to hear that. It's actually cool now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's another one of those things for the – for the magic community that I actually, I think is really important and really just amazing uh, to go along with getting me to Toronto, getting Chris Lansdale across the country, uh, getting Amanda who is Sage Gnosis on Twitter, like an entire deck that was stolen. Everybody just kind of comes together and just like gets that shit done. I mean, the community is also bad for things like white knighting and all this Twitter drama, but for the most part, like I'm just really amazed that this stuff kind of still happens. And especially from a guy like Doug, like my personal opinion of Doug was so low. And I was actually so, like, nervous and, like, afraid that, like, it was going to be such a weird, awkward situation because there was, like, seven Edmonton guys there. And I really didn't want to get into, like, something where basically, like, you just have, like, it's like high school where you have, like, a circle of bullies around you pushing you around, right? And it wasn't like that at all. And, like I said, Doug was super receptive to feedback and then just said he wants to focus on making the community better and didn't realize that it was, you know, going one way and made the change to go the other way, which is fucking awesome. And I think that's how most of it should go. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it. So, shout out to uh, Chris. Thanks for joining us. It was nice to have you on, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck at uh, at Nashville, and uh, we'll be watching for you for sure. So, hopefully, all goes well there. Yeah. Um, Shout out to... Let's see. Jay, shout out to you for doing a good job of trying to keep the show on the rails as much as possible. <laughs> um, John, shout out to you for the uh, pending success of uh, Legit MTG and for, you know, not uh, totally, you know, burying Jay. <laughs> 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 um I have to give, uh, okay, I gotta give a couple shout outs. Um, shout out to Harry T for running a really sweet pre release. Uh, Kelly had a good time, uh, did it, did a fairly good job. Um, had a lot of fun. It was there with, uh, my brother, Duncan, Rubdown King on Twitter, uh, my son, uh, Alex, and, uh, Mo was there, uh, Mr. Mo Magic on Twitter, and, uh, Nina was there as well. We all had a blast. It was a really good time, and a bunch of other people that I met that, uh, that were there. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm leaving you out, but uh, there's too many of you. So, um, that was awesome. Uh, shout out to Nina as well, just for helping me test this Esper deck. Uh, she's um, a really strong proponent for it, and uh, she's doing a lot of testing, and it's looking really promising. So that's pretty sweet. I want to I want to second the shout out to Nina because she's been reading F and M Hero. Yeah, and uh, she's actually uh, had someone buy an event deck. At the at her store, and she told them about F and M here to read it and kind of like get some pointers. So I want to double that shout out. Nice. Um, shout out to Sam Stoddard. Yeah. Sam Stoddard got a development internship at Wizards, so he's moving to the West Coast. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means in terms of his job, but fucking good job. Yep. Yep, very fortunate. There's not uh, it's not often that we uh, community members get the dream job, you know. So pretty awesome for him. So congratulations. Uh we will miss you at Grand Prix Columbus, you terrible bastard. Fucking make it happen. Do the right thing, Sam Stodd. Do the right thing. Um yeah, 
And then uh, shout out to uh, Source Dave on Twitter. It's his birthday on May 1st, and we're going out tomorrow night to go and watch The Avengers. So that'll be cool. And uh, shout out to everyone that came to my birthday party. It was pretty awesome. Had a really good time, and thank you, everyone, for coming. So, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yep, it makes... You know what? Turning older is really cool and more manageable when you realize that you have really awesome friends around you. Yeah. So, it's pretty sweet. Oh, shout-out to the Nintendo GameCube, because it's 10 years old today, too. There you go. Shout-out to GameCube. All right, we'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Boop, boop.